Good morning and welcome to Awake to Freedom. I'm Eric James, your host. I am doing this podcast from my backyard today. So if you hear animals, ducks, birds, and all those good things, well, just know you're in my backyard with me. Anyways, today's uh, uh, podcast is going to be about homeless in America. And, and right now, I live in the city of Austin and we're dealing with a lot of homeless problems here and a lot of people showing different reactions to what can be done with the homeless situation. I was really looking forward to having a guest today. His name's Jake, and I met him. He's a homeless man, and I met him probably about three months ago, but I have not been able to find him for the last few weeks. So I'm hoping maybe he's working or something good happened out of it. I don't want to think anything bad, and I'm sure he'll pop up again, but I was going to have him on the show, and, uh, and now I'm not. But we've had many, many, many conversations, um, quick conversations, but many of them over the over this last year, and uh, got to know a little bit about him. Not, 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 you know, everything about his life, um, but some things about him. So that's kind of what the show is about today. It's you know, it's just a discussion on homelessness and and a way for people to think about our homelessness. Um, problem you know when I was a kid I grew up in Southern California uh, in the 70s 80s and 90s and um, you know we had our homeless population but it was you know in LA there's a famous area called Skid Row and you just knew that that's where homeless people hung out and uh, you know and lived and which is it's it's as a kid and this as and as an a young adult and especially be being ego driven during those years we always thought of homelessness as people that are lazy, people that are alcoholics, people that are mentally unstable. And that's the kind of reasons we were given. And as you grow up, you know, you see them on the street. And, I, and I've done it myself. Oh, you know, when they got to sign up for food or something, oh, well, they're probably going to spend it on alcohol or they're probably gonna go buy drugs you know and as a child you hear that in the car from your folks or other people and that just becomes your thought pattern and now that I'm a 50 year old man uh, living um, in a kind of a smaller city uh, I, I really am taking notice of one homelessness is growing like crazy in all cities um Los Angeles, Orange County, San Francisco, Seattle, on and on, Austin, um, all cities have homeless problems. And my belief, and it might not be your same belief, is that the division between the haves and the have-nots in our society is at an all-time high. I mean, there's, you know, it's, there's, the middle class is getting destroyed, um, it's, it's, it's getting overtaxed. It's just getting, it's getting crushed. And I want you to know that some of these homeless people you're seeing have lost it all. They've lost it all. They lost their jobs. They, they, things have happened in their life and they just can't get back up to that level to con- keep continually to, to make money, to, to support them. I mean, think about it, you know, these days we live, you know. My house taxes per year are $6,500 or more, uh, never less. And, uh, you know, in some states, uh, you know, when I lived in California, they had passed a proposition many years ago in the 80s 
I believe the late 70s, early 80s, called Proposition 13. And it kind of, you know, it had a bunch of other things created into it for schools and things like that, which, you know, we understand as citizens. But what it mainly had was that when you bought your property, you had a fixed tax rate. Um, and, and that's what it was on the purchase of your home. It didn't go up, it didn't go down. Um, and I'm sure if you want to get into politics and all this, well, that was good, that was bad. Well, I look at it this way. I'm sitting in a city right now that's growing and they're taxing the hell out of people and the prices of homes have gone up. And I've lived here for 10, not even 10 years yet. And I've watched this happen to, to, it's just crushing people. I mean, when I moved here, the medium price home was around 220 in downtown Austin. I mean, now there's areas that are five, $600,000 just in those areas. I'm not talking about the rich areas up in the hills. I mean, they're millions, two millions now. But I'm talking about down around the city in little neighborhoods. They're four, $500,000. Then you're putting that property tax on there every year. I'm sorry, folks, but it hurts some people's. And if some something happens in your life and you're paying on that house and you're paying those taxes, what if your spouse dies or what if you're injured? I mean, what it really comes down to is the way America's run now is 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 the elite or the higher class and the poor. They've taken the middle class out because they they've taxed us out. Or they make it impossible to live in cities that we love. And, and now you're seeing the growth going to expanding to little cities. I've watched it here. All these little cities around Austin are just booming, booming. Uh, are they having the same problems? Maybe not as bad yet. But as cities grow and as cities want to put in more things and do more things, or, you know, then yes, property taxes and things will go up. So basically what I'm talking about today is a lot of babble, but it's the homeless crisis. Um, it's, it's the division between the middle class and the elite. Uh, I don't even consider middle class anymore. You know, you got to make about $170,000 a year combined income just to be middle class. And that is still, most people live paycheck to paycheck. Um, so like I said, a major injury, a major thing happens, your spouse dies. You know, you're in your 50s, 60s, your spouse dies. And you made that income together. Boom. Well, you don't have that income anymore, right? And you can't live on yours when the frustration, the sadness, everything goes in. Boom, next thing you know, you're on the street holding up a sign that says, I'll work for food or need food. And you'll never live to the means that you did before because the progression, the taxes, everything going up. I mean, nine years of my life just being in Austin, it, it's just, it's... It's unheard of. And, of course, everybody here says, well, it's just all the Californians moving in and we've become that. Well, whatever it is, I, 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 you know, I think it just is a bigger pitch, picture. So, anyways, enough of that ranting and raving. That's for City Hall, and those are things that I would definitely want to be involved in. I'm talking about people. People just like you and me. Uh, it doesn't matter the way they are now because the world has played a toll on them, just like it plays a toll on us. Um, they got their addictions. A lot of them, most of them do have an addiction. And I'm going to tell you this. Most of them have an addiction because it's their only escape out of reality. You know, I, I was driving down the street the other day and there's a field over by our house. And there's a couple homeless people that sleep, sleep out there during the day under the trees to keep cold. And they, uh, they, uh, 
there was a lady out there the other day just pulling up her pants. Her big white butt was showing, and uh, she was pulling up her pants. And I thought, wow, man, you know, how hard would it be for a city if we're going to allow them people to lay around in parks and lay around in fields to put up, uh, you know, some, uh, you know, they've talked about, and that's another thing we'll get in, but put up outhouses or something and, um, you know, for these people. Um, and that still doesn't happen. So people complain about them urinating and, and feces in the streets or under the freeways and stuff. Well, yeah, put up a, you know, put up an outhouse. So yeah, it still looks dirty. It still looks that, but at least it's the civil humane thing to do for people. Um, for instance, you know, um, we have freeway overpa- underpasses that are just covered with tents and dirt and trash and stuff. And the city will come in, I think, I, I want to say almost twice, once every two months. And they'll come in and they just bundle it all up into trash things and take it off. And the people stand there with looking, watching in their mind, their home go away. Because they've had to resort to living. We all are surviving creatures. We want to survive. We all have hope for a better day. And even though they're sitting on the street, you know, begging for food and, and this and that, they're hoping for a better day. They don't want to be addicted to the drugs. They want to drive the cars they see. They want to live in the houses they see. They want, they want. And that's a big argument because many people say, oh, they don't want, they don't want this, they don't want that. Uh, I, be, I think you'd be surprised that a higher majority really do. Uh, like my friend Jake that I talked to over by Walmart, uh, you know, the one one day I talked to him, he goes, yeah, I did some construction work, uh, some labor work a couple of days. I really enjoy doing that stuff. I hope they call me back. And I thought that was awesome because it just showed me a poor point of Jake that he was like, really, he doesn't want to be that way, you know, sleeping in a little tent with his dog. He has a beautiful dog, by the way. But sleeping in a little tent with his dog over by uh, Walmart in this little grassy nice area he's got a nice little area for a campground but he doesn't want that you know he wants to work he, he told me that you know when he works he gets hotel rooms so he can take showers and baths and just relax just relax he said and feel normal and I told him I know man I, I you know I you know I mean these are the things that really crush people's hearts if you listen to them I give him money every day uh, every time I see Jake I give him a 10 20 um, you know, I wish I had more money to give them. I wish I had hundreds of millions of dollars because now at my age and the, in the way I am, way I am and the way I think about other humans, I would just go out and give that money to people to better their lives. I'd be like an Oprah Winfrey or all these people that, you know, they do make money and they do want to help and make a difference. But I'm talking about our cities in the United States right now. An example, our city right now wants this soccer team. That everybody complained about. Nobody wanted. Nobody wanted this soccer team. But the city of Austin kept pushing for it, pushing for it, and they got it. They're going to move here, I think, 2022 or 2021. Anyway, so the city's making a, a new stadium for them now. And I noticed around my neighborhood, you know, I'm close to the pathway to the airport. So I've noticed they've done all this street work and they're just kind of trying to put up signs making this beautification you know they're gonna not gentrification but that's basically what it is but it's beautification where they want to come in and they want to make the roads look nicer and 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 and, uh you know just make a nicer views for the side of the road and stuff and i laugh because people are like all jazz saying oh yes they're doing the road they're doing the roads to attract 
this team. Um, they, they actually made a deal with this team to move here with that in mind that the other team, you know, looked at our infrastructure and stuff and, comp- and said it would have to be improved for the traffic and for all this. So now we've got all this new infrastructure going in. And, uh, and so things like that are really moving and taxes, of course, went up again this year, you know, um, and that's, that's all part of it. And so those kind of things you have to look at as a, as a, just an observer, as a, a human. And I go, okay, well, you know, I get it. Then last night, or I believe last night or a couple of days ago, the city of Austin's really been focusing on, on the homeless and, uh, they don't want to give tickets for camping on the streets. They don't want to. They only the police will only be involved with the homeless if they're being aggressive in solicitation for money. I get it. Now you might not agree with me, but I get it because the cops are so overworked, and they're city employees, and they're always going to bitch about pay and stuff. But they really don't have the time. And here's what happens to a homeless person: they get picked up. Say they go down to the station. They sit down the station for a little while, they do all their crap, and they're released about 10, 11 hours later. All that money is from us taxpayers in any city that we live in. I look at that and I just don't understand how we just keep going in a circle. And I always relate to like a vicious circle in anything you do, personality, traits, anything, habits, anything. And I'm watching with the city just do this vicious circle of saying, we can't do anything. And I get it because they really can't do anything or can they? So here's suggestions I have. And here's, here's one thing that the city did do. They bought a $3 million building on South Austin. And it's totally uh, three stories, very small, a hundred beds. And what they want to do is open it up to homeless to stand in line and pick a number to be able to sleep there during the nights. Just like the one they have in central Austin that holds about, I think, 150 beds tops. So you basically have a lottery system where you can go down there. When you drive down by these places in the morning, all the homeless people are sleeping on the street around the building, the ones that can't get in. So you're never guaranteed a place. So now they've, they bought this $3 million building down in Austin. And the city, I find this very strange, paid $8.8 million for a building that was worth $3 million. I don't get that, and I'm not going to dig that deep into politics to understand that. But here's my thing. Why? Well, here's another thing, too. And Austin's considering, and I believe San Francisco's done it, is putting in public restrooms on the street. These stainless steel restrooms where they can see your feet so they know the things aren't hanky-panky and things aren't going on to them. They're not being used as little whorehouses or anything like that. But they said they're going to put two of them in our city to, to, to see if that helps the homeless so they don't urinate and stuff. Do you know that two of those... Two of those units cost $250,000, so the city tells us. So these are things that I don't understand. So they're going to pay more for a building, and they're going to pay this ridiculous price on these public restrooms to put up that would only be used by the homeless because they're going to put them in areas closer to the homeless. I get it. Awesome. Awesome. We, you know. That, that to me, is mind-boggling, though, when we can, cities can spend that kind of money and do a program. So what my ideas are, and this, you know, this just, we have to help people. We have to take away the dollar signs sometimes. We have to take away the institutions that just bring them in and put them back out. We have to find areas to help these people. Rehabilitation, 
uh, some of these people don't have any skills. Believe it or not, some of these people have been on the street since they're 12, 13 years old, and this has become their life. So their education is minimum, and their work skills are non-existent. We need programs, and everybody's going to complain and say, oh, that's going to cost tons of money, and this is going to be this, and this is going to be that. I don't care about the money signs because I see cities all around America always come up with money when they need them. And I'm not saying tax the people here either. I'm saying use some of our taxes that we already pay in high taxes for these things. Is it a crisis, the homeless crisis? I believe it is. I believe that the mind, the ego, and the the desire for money has got so big that now you have the elite and the not-so-fortunate. And the not-so-fortunate go into a class of what used to be middle class and what is homelessness. Homelessness now is a major epidemic around the United States. And, um, you know, there's, there's documentaries out about this. You'll see it just driving. I see it every day just driving. And, uh... it's sad. It breaks my heart because I personally take out the time to talk to them when I stop at a red light because they come right up to cars. A lot of them clean your windows for you. And I'm talking at every intersection, the best parts of town to the worst parts of town. This is, this is like every single intersection in Austin. There are homeless people on it just about, uh, except if you move way up into suburbia into other cities that their city councils deal with it differently but like i said those cities haven't grown to the mass of austin city limits itself so the whole thing here is we need to think as human and break these patterns of basically destroying other humans and classifying them as homeless uh mentally ill alcoholics uh, drunks drug addicts we've got to stop this language until our young folks and people in charge in cities that we are humans, first and foremost. Um, we need to help other humans. This can be done and should be done in every city in America, not just laugh and mock them and then, and then wonder what the problems are and how to solve them and just make bigger issues that really go nowhere. You know, like last night, you know, this this city of Austin thing is complaining and now the mayor or the governor of Texas is interfering, saying I won't let Austin turn into a San Francisco or this and that. Well, first of all, you're saying we won't let our city turn into another city and another thing. So let's get that whole thought out of our because we're looking at the homeless as a problem that should be eradicated, not helped. Right. Most people think of homelessness needs to be gone or pushed away from me or my city. So basically eradicated, not helped or cured. You know, there's many homeless people in this world that have turned their life around, but you're not going to hear those stories as often. But they're out there. There are out there. There's a lot of those stories out there. And there's a lot of people out there right now that can probably, will turn it around and be do beautiful things in this world one day. We don't know. We don't know. All I know is when I drive by a homeless man that holds up a sign, it's, you know, a lot of comedy here in Austin, so a lot of them are funny, but he holds up a sign, you know, you know, uh, uh, need tacos. The alien sent me need tacos, I think, is one guy that put a sign one time, and I thought, wow, yeah, they're making humor out of it. And he was a cool guy, so I talked to him for a minute, and he just goes, yeah, man, I, I can't keep up. This city is just growing and got out of control so fast that I just got left behind. And this happens. People get left behind. Uh, 
this city here in Austin has always been a kind of a hippie town and, and an artsy town and definitely a music town. And that vibe is pretty much non-existent now or just used as a marketing tool in, in, in Austin. Um, it isn't as weird as it used I mean, it's still weird, don't get me wrong, but it's not like it used to be. And a lot of people have left because of that. And they've also left because of the growth has just got out of control. So growth is cool as long as you're taking care of other humans and, and realizing, hey, we want to put a building there but there's a bunch of homeless that have been calling that their home forever. So why don't we put some money into a fund for care, rehabilitation, and housing for the homeless, and then do our project? I think that would look more... If I got a tax thing on if at the end of the year, and it broke down what all my taxes were for, basically they just tell you what your house is worth and how much you owe. This year it was $6,500. But if they told me out of that $6,500, you know, we're going to pay our taxes for growth of city and services and this and that. And also a portion of that money is going to go into the uh, homeless uh, rehabilitation for homeless and uh, people. That would be awesome. Okay. I know a lot of people are going to bitch because of the dollar sign at first. But I'll tell you what. If I had to, if I saw that on my tax statement, I'd be like, right on. We're doing our part. We're helping out people. And I ask all of you to talk to a homeless person because, you know, some are grumpy, some are untalkable, some are very sick, and some are mentally gone. But they're still humans. They were created. Uh, they're, they're beautiful. And their only experience in this life is supposed to be joy. Remember that because we all want to experience joy. And, and we have to open our hearts and be love to receive love and to experience more love. Um, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying, you know, you got to go out and, 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 and <laughs> I don't know. But what I'm trying to say is we've got to open our hearts. Simple things like cities. Big cities draw people. They have beautiful cultures. They have beautiful stuff. But wouldn't it be more beautiful if we all knew that money was going to programs, to housing? And I'm not talking about a three-story building with 100 beds. I'm talking about build a goddamn skyscraper 30 stories high and have thousands of beds. And homeless people, hey, I'm down on my luck. I've got an addiction. Go to the front door and come in. And they know that they're going to be cared for because a portion of that money has been put away for those programs. So I asked you guys all today, I know I'm just rambling on, and I want, I'm going to get my friend Jake on here one day when I do find him, and we're going to have a good talk. But I just want everybody to know that homelessness is only created because of dollar signs and the desire for life in that egotistic way. We've got to be more compassionate. We've got to understand things. We've got to talk to our city officials. We've got to protest things. I know... I'm sounding like a hippie rally monkey, but what I'm trying to tell you is that they're humans just like you and me. We're no better than them. We're no better than anybody. I'm no better than, and the, you know, anybody. Anybody. We really are not. We were created for a beautiful experience of joy and love, and that's what we really got to put our focus on and our minds on. I tell you, when you see a homeless person, give them money and give them a smile and tell them, hey, I'm right there with you. Because truthfully we're all a paycheck or job an accident a health scare anything away from that and if you sorry i got cut off there 
I just really want to emphasize that we are all humans, and um, I just think that there's better and more humane ways of doing things than to than pushing the problem aside or blaming it on other things and and this and that, and watching cities just go through money and not help. And I just these are very touching subjects for me. I'm gonna have Jake on here one day, and uh, and I'm gonna I've got a page now up. Uh, I, I took this from an idea that was on Facebook. It's uh, Seattle looks like shit. And the guy that does that um, actually is takes pictures of the city uh, and takes care of the homeless because his whole goal is for the city to see how extreme the problem is. He, he believes that they just ignore and this and that. So I've started one here in Austin. Austin looks like shit, and I'm in no way putting down the city, but I'm, I'm trying to train people's minds to to look at situations a little different, especially, especially you know, especially the, the cities, uh, you know, so they maybe can open their eyes and go, you know what, this is just not right. So I've started that page on Facebook, Austin looks like shit. Um, it's just going to be uh, really just very, very all about love all about love, but also trying to address a serious problem. Um, I don't like seeing tents and people laying under bridges and things like that when I'm going somewhere downtown. And I say that because I feel sad for them. It hurts me inside. I don't look at them and go, oh my God, they're trash. I don't want them here. Never. I look at them with a heart and it's sad. It's hot. They're laying out there sweating. They're begging for money. I swear I saw the other guy, a guy the other day just looked like he was just crying. Some of them are violent because they've just gone that way. Uh, There are problems. We are human still. But I look at them with compassion in my heart first and just feel awful. And I do blame cities and I do blame organizations that could put money towards those things. So anyways, I'm not going to get all the political. I love you guys all. Uh, Next week's podcast, we're going to have Joaquin back and we're going to talk about some awesome stuff. I missed last week, just a low ego vibe week last week. And I apologize for that. It was a hard week for me, but I just had to do some self meditation and get my mind focused to where it was supposed to be. Um, Not every day is perfect, but with tools and with resources in life, we can all get to the place we want to be. Remember, we were created by love to be love, to experience love and to show love. So let's do that every day.